Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So here we are again on a Monday night, ready to talk about the last of our cryptids. This is the Fall Lorecast. Welcome. I'm your host, Tom Robots, and I am here as usual on Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash robots radio with my very special co-host, Lainey, who's wearing cat ears. Hello. Hi, Lainey. I am wearing cat ears. Lainey's hello, got a, hello. all this awesome gear. She's like this big popular streamer now. She's got she's got cool gear. She's got like uh, like a mechanical keyboard and a glow up mouse and cat, yeah, cat ear blows. headphones. He's blue too, but I can't figure out how to make it work. Oh, uh, you'll get we'll it. Get there. You'll, you'll get there one of these days. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, you're just like blowing people away with your Twitch popularity. You are like Twitch streamer of the week. I hear that was the thing. Somebody yeah. awarded you somewhere. Probably <laughs> it's um, it's time for uh, alcohol somewhere around the world. Isn't that a thing that people say? <laughs> um, so anyway, we're back today. We are talking about the last of our cryptids. We've gone through a bunch of the cryptids that show up in the Fallout games, most of which show up in Fallout 76. And this week, we're discussing the Wendigo. The Wendigo. In, in Fallout 76, there's also a Wendigo Colossus, but we're, we're talking about the Wendigo because the Wendigo Colossus is kind of an extension on that. And there's some controversy that we wanted to cover ahead of getting into the nitty gritty details. Lainey, what's what's the deal with the controversy around the Wendigo? How does that work? So it essentially boils down to cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. where which if you don't know what the real definition for that is, because it kind of gets tossed around recently um, and sometimes for very good reason. But lots of people don't know what it actually means. So cultural appropriation is when people of a outside of a culture that's usually a minority culture or, you know, it's usually it tends to be 
white people taking other people's things unfortunately yeah, traditionally well tra- um, traditionally and you look back through yeah. say the the 20th century and the writing of books or the creation of movies and often that has been done from the white american culture mm-hmm. taking on other cultures and a, a simple representation of this would be like cowboys and indians right like that's not even the right name for who they are they're indigenous peoples and they all have different names because there's lots of different cultures and the way that the those old movies say in the 1950s would display that they would show the white folk as the cowboys and that would be more or less accurate to the way history was and then you would have the cultural appropriation of the indian culture among those people and even the misrepresentation of the culture all of the stuff that goes on with that so it's kind of a overly simplified version of that but um the appropriation part is when you go okay well now we're going to start wearing feathers like the Native American people do and then you appropriate it even though you aren't actually doing it in the way that was originally intended or with respect to the culture you're just kind of taking it from them right it usually has to do with a, a deep misunderstanding of what they're doing and people do it a lot of the times completely unintentionally which is why it can be hard to talk about because people will do it not realizing that they're doing something that's harmful mm-hmm so yeah. with or, thought, for or example, completely misrepresenting what the original thing was in general at all. Right. Oftentimes they don't they don't even do it in the right context. Like the example of, you know, wearing feathers right. in your hair or something like that. That may not even have been done by the tribe that was that you're even referencing or yeah, there's a lot of complexity to it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It can get and a lot of the time it can be okay to draw from these other sources right at the end of the day we're all human you want to share those things and appreciate them but the key to doing it right is knowing where they come from and because things end up kind of whitewashed and misrepresented people don't ever get to learn where they began and so you end up learning about things like voodoo for example in hollywood which has been blown out of proportion as this scary thing when in actuality it's an African religion, right? Right, right. So you see this in lots of contexts like And it's that. very much misrepresented and it's done through, through the eyes of people who misunderstood what it was initially anyway. And then it's, of course, layers upon layers of misrepresentation. You know, like people mm-hmm. are referencing previous misrepresentations before they even get back to what the core of it actually is. Um, and the cowboy thing could be exactly the same kind of thing here. And Fevin in chat even says that 70% of cowboys were actually minorities, which uh, I don't know if that's a statistically uh, legitimate fact, but if it is, then again, that's a misrepresentation of a culture. Um, so these are all things that are good to be aware of as we move forward with our understanding of human beings and respecting human beings and people's cultures and where they come from. How does this apply to something like the Wendigo? So the Wendigo actually, unlike a lot of the other Fallout 76 cryptids, which you can find, uh, started in the United States area of North America, a lot of them more recently. So they're legends that came around in the last hundred years or so, a lot of them. This goes back quite a bit further and is still believed in even today, which is why why it's a little weird to like Mm. repurpose it in a way that's not the original intention is because it's still relevant. Um, it comes from the beliefs of Algonquin speaking. That's a language. It's a language shared by multiple first nation tribes, which are um, like native Americans. Right. But in like the Canada region. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a handful of tribes that fall under this umbrella. 
And they all have different kind of understandings of what a Wendigo is, but it's shared throughout them, you know, this idea of a Wendigo. And pretty much from all of them, it's agreed to be cannibalistic and supernatural and basically runs on greed and selfishness. Right. And let me jump in here, too. Uh, This is all of this information is done based on our research and mostly Lanny's research. Um, So if there's anything that we get wrong or wrongish, then please understand that we're not claim. I'm not saying you're getting this stuff wrong, Lanny, but what I'm I always want to put the information out there that we are open to correction. If there's something yes. that we are, you know, truthish about, but not fully there, then please let us know. And especially if you come from one of these cultures where you can shed a light on something in a way that maybe our sources were incorrect on, then that's awesome. We, we can address that in a future episode and say this is actually the truth of this situation or this is what somebody informs us about. And we may have been incorrect with this. Um, continuing that conversation with humility is part of what makes learning things about all these different cultures and and information in general uh good i mean it's part of it's part of the scientific process is being able to look at something and say i wasn't 100 percent correct about that this is i have more information now here's what i now know so um so tell you what let's 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 do our little vault sound and then we're going to get into the nitty-gritty details about wendigos historically All right, so we were jumping into this. We we're saying, okay, uh, originally in most representations of this, Wendigos are cannibalistic and supernatural. So, mm-hmm. how does that work? So, there's a few interpretations even underneath that. Some people believe that it was just a malevolent spirit, while others believed it was something that humans who either succumbed to things like cannibalism or just insurmountable greed would become because their souls were weak and the malevolent spirit that others would perceive as a wendigo would overtake it like so a, a human like the could corruption become the wendigo right like like their spirits were corrupted by their selfish nature right yeah they, they become a physical embodiment of what it was considered to be wrong with their mind okay um and so yeah so in some cases you have this idea of possession whereas in others it's really just a a supernatural entity, but in either case, it's something that these people consider to be real and that is a, a genuine threat or a perceived threat that they might encounter or that someone might turn into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of you know, it's kind of similar uh, in some ways to uh, belief in Western society of ghosts. Yeah, something like forty percent of the population actually believes in ghosts. Like mm-hmm. this is this is part of our cultural identity. This is part of our our. You know, it's not specific to a religion. It's a just a concept about something supernatural that many of us hold and many different people describe it in slightly different ways. You know, maybe it's a the spirit of somebody who passed away who had something left undone, something unfinished and they refused to leave. Maybe it was somebody who was killed in a very tragic sense and tragic way. And so they're angry. And so their spirit remains and they haunt a thing. There's a lot of different representations of that throughout multiple cultures, but very much in Western culture. And, and we can speak for American culture because that's where we're from. Um, but yeah, if you look at statistics on this, it's something like 40% plus of Americans actually believe in ghosts, which is which is kind of crazy. I'm not, I'm not going to say crazy because that's a derogatory term. It's kind of uh, unexpected 
from my perspective on it because I come at these things from a very skeptical standpoint, but that's the way our culture hand handles it. And this seems very similar in that it's something that people from this culture kind of hold on to and there's different explanations for how this actually works and it tends to be supernatural. Um, so what else is going on with this? So there's been some efforts to explain it uh, scientifically, of course, in the same way people try to explain ghosts um, or other supernatural phenomena. You want to be able to give a reason as to if it is real, how it could be. But the attempts to do this have actually been in some ways more harmful and even more misinformed than actually genuinely scientific, where uh, so there are some psychologists who believe in the concept of Wendigo psychosis, which essentially is a label, you can kind of put it on any situation where cultural fear of something ends up leading to the people succumbing to those things, which right. in theory right. sounds possible, right? It sounds like something that could happen. You know, if you're in a situation where you're obsessing over possibly becoming something that becomes your life, you know, you could spiral in that way. Right. It is also so very, it's also kind of connected to this idea that um, the, the kinds of psychosis that we suffer are often very much tied to our own belief systems. So right. therefore, somebody who might be of a Catholic background might believe in something like uh, demonic possession. And so when they fall into some sort of psychological issue, oftentimes they describe that as demonic possession. Whereas somebody who isn't from that background who might believe in something like aliens may describe it as I was visited by aliens. They've taken over my mind, you know, or ghosts yeah. or, or something like that. It's often oftentimes the thing that we believe in as humans is very much directly tied to the way it, it is represented in our psychological uh, analysis. Right. So, you know, in all of that, on the base surface level, this explanation seems like it could make sense, right? It correlates the thing that they're afraid of with the thing that they might turn to when they are suffering from an intense mental illness, right? Trying to come up with a solution. Um, or I just understand what is happening. The problem is that this label has been created from outside of the culture, not within it, and it lacks an understanding of the people within it and what is actually going on, mm -hmm. and has done some more harm than good. And when, at first, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I'm incredibly interested in psychology, and I wanted to know more. But when I first started looking into actual cases that people have done reports on of this happening, it started to kind of fall apart. So, <laughs> one of the most famous examples of this is really similar to the Donner Party. And I saw someone in chat reference that, that wow. maybe that's been yeah. chalked up to being a cannibal thing. And this is a really similar story. So huh. there was a family from a one of one of the tribes that was it was a winter. It was winter of what year? 1878. And they were starving and it was a father and his wife and a group of children, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually they died. And the oldest son was the last to die. And the father was alone. And decided that, you know, they all starved to death in the cold. He needed to survive. And he ate his family, which is very dark, right? Oh, yeah, very. And it's really easy to associate this with this idea of Wendigo, Wendigo psychosis for a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. The first one, of course, being that 
these people would have a relation to the concept of the Wendigo. The second being a suggested idea that they knew that food was nearby and he could have got went in to get it, which on paper seemed okay at first, except when I started reading the facts, it doesn't make any sense. First off, these people starve to death. If they knew where food was and they could get to it, they probably would have. Right. And secondly, right. <laughs> the place that they reported the food to be was still another 25 miles away. Yeah, and that's... he was alone in the winter starving. Yeah. Yeah. 25 miles trudging through, uh, through, <laughs> through snow filled passes of mountains like that is no small feat. Especially right. when you're already starving because the amount of energy that that takes. I mean, to try to do that just in a regular condition and that's difficult. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that that right. would be easy to do. So that's the issue with a lot of these cases is that when you look at the facts of them, there are very logical explanations to what happened in them. Or so they're either just like equally as far-fetched where like people tied things together that don't make any sense or they really are just normal murder cases one of the ones i came upon had, didn't even have anything to do with cannibalism it hmm. was literally just like some people killed each other and they were like oh must be the wendigo psychosis because they're just going to slap the label on it which right. doesn't make any sense right so that's not good <laughs> yeah yeah that seems like misdiagnosis yeah. And so how this relates again to the cultural appropriation and all of those things is just that it casts a negative bias on a whole culture because it makes it seem like these people are more likely to fall victim to this kind of insanity that we're like, oh, no, like something might, bad might happen and they might eat each other, which is just not fair at all. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, especially when a culture isn't known for very many things. Um Mm -hmm. People will latch on to the one thing they know about it and then use right. that to broad brush the entire culture their entire pe entire people group um, We are as human beings. We tend to be very prone to Describing anybody on the out group so anyone who we define as other as being other and also negative because of X or Y um, So we have to be very careful with that Right so, so yeah, so that's that's the end of the context essentially on that note. Um you know, that's I mean that's pretty much it. Okay. You really can't like you just got to be careful with what you're doing, you know? You got to try to understand the people that you're learning from first. Right, right. But that's all. Well, let's let's move into some of the details. Uh, traditionally, what are Wendigos described as among among this culture? Yeah, so this is kind of across the board. Even if you look at the media that has come up, this has remained pretty much the same. Um, and the same goes for whether it's just a supernatural creature or something that a human turns into. It's pretty consistent uh, appearance-wise. So you see someone who looks, it's, it's a humanoid creature, looks incredibly gaunt. Their skin is very tight over their bones. Their bones seem to stick out because of this. They're very thin. Their eyes might be sunken in. Usually, like, a pale, gray, dead complexion, you mm -hmm. know? Like somebody who's Although, starving and willing to eat humans in order to stay alive. Right. Mm. There are, in some, I can't speak for every single, what everyone believes a Wendigo is like. I'm just kind of pulling together, you know, the pieces. Right, so, right. there are some people who believe that Wendigos are actually 
much, much larger than humans because when they they consume humans <laughs> and when they do, they actually grow in size relative to what they consume, which means that they're never satiated because they ah. always need more because they're always getting larger. Like a goldfish stuck in a, in a pond that keeps getting moved to bigger ponds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wendigo, Ta-da. it's the goldfish of cryptids. The goldfish of cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. All right, so what so, else, yeah. what so else do we know about them? I mean, they got, they got long spindly fingers, which is my least favorite thing when it comes to these supernatural creatures. That's oof. You guys know like ghost videos and stuff and people are like, it's a rake and the spindly hands and limbs. I don't like that at like, all. Like salad fingers? That's salad a callback. That's a callback. <laughs> oh, my belly basket. My belly basket. I can't, I used to be able to do a good salad fingers. It's been a long time. Yeah. Marjorie Stewart oh, Baxter. Um... <laughs> I don't think that's even the right name. Uh, okay, so <laughs> spindly long fingers. I mean, that's creepy. Yeah. There's something that's just naturally unsettling about really long fingers. Got right. it. Their body looks like it it was human and has just really just dealt with starvation for a long time. And things are a little exaggerated, you know, because it's spooky. It's not it's not supposed to be like easy on the eyes <laughs> right you know you have yeah. to imagine this in the same way as like <sighs> santa claus like if you're bad santa claus is going to bring you coal it's like oh if you are selfish you're going to turn into a window it's like you know it's like a scary bedtime story they tell your kids to like make them behave yeah yeah it's gonna I be don't scary know if they use it like sure. that but in, in my head it fulfills the same cultural need yeah yeah don't eat don't eat your friends or you might get really <laughs> long fingers oh don't no don't do it don't do it <laughs> So yeah, so it's like a, what what a person would not ever want to be, right? It's like this sickly, strange-looking person. <laughs> it's yeah. really quite simple. Yeah. Um, in terms of Fallout, and I'm not going to go into like the details of like where they came from or anything. Real quick, we'll get to that after the middle. After the break, yeah. But just in terms of how they behave, um, you'll usually find them like in groups, or you'll find them, um near or around feral ghouls Mm -hmm. which we'll Mm -hmm. get into in a little bit why that might be because there's some speculation Mm -hmm. about it all okay but it's fun so we can end this here cool yeah so that's that's kind of the uh historical context of of the wendigo and the cultural context of the wendigo all right well let's move into the middle of the show and then we're going to come back and talk about how this actually plays out in the fallout games so here we go Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. See another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. 
So this is the part of the show where we absolutely have to thank our patrons, our wonderful, wonderful patrons who support the show month after month. And I've got some good news for you guys, because normally and since we've been doing these as live streams, we stick around after the show. You guys have probably heard me talk about stay for after the show. We'll have some office hours. I'll answer some questions for you. And a lot of times that turns into questions about fallout, questions about things that were discussed during the episode, or also things like podcasting or creating videos or marketing your show and those kinds of things. So because we've been doing that after the shows, I decided, you know what? I recorded anyway. Why don't I add it on for the patrons? So guess what? If you're already a patron or if you would like to be a patron, all of our patrons will now have access to the full extended versions of the shows. So if you're listening to this episode right now on Patreon, then make sure you stay tuned after the credits at the end, after the rope. Uh, this has been you've been listening to Robots Radio Podcast or whatever happens at the end, because you're probably going to get another 15, 20 minutes of show and questions that people have been asking live in our chat room. And of course, if you'd like to be here live for our episodes, then join us on Monday nights, twitch.tv slash robots radio, and you can ask the questions yourself. So lots of new stuff for people just to say thank you from us to you. I always like to give as much as I possibly can. And if you're interested in joining us and becoming one of our patrons, patreon.com slash faultlorecast is the place to do it. There's links in the show notes. So thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. All right, let's move on to the rest of the show. This show is brought to you by our patron. Patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls The skies are marked with numberless oh, sparks. No. Each a fire and everyone assigned. The whole stream just blew up because I hit the wrong button and then Lainey disappeared and came back. All right, we're back. I'm going to leave that in because it's hilarious. All right, Lainey. So what's the deal with the uh, Wendigos in game? How did, how did, what kind of information did you dig up? First of all, wait, wait, wait. First of all, we've been talking about Fallout 76. I know you've been playing a lot of different games on stream. And a lot of these cryptids you haven't come across yet in game. Yeah. You probably haven't seen one of these guys yet either, have you? No. Oh man. Oh man. They're good. Apparently they're fast. They're fast. They're like, okay, imagine a ghoul, right? You got like feral ghoul, right? Kind of mostly human shaped, kind of droopy skin, you know, like kind of peeling off, you know, their clothes are going in tatters. All right. Now imagine you took that and you fused it with Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, right? Gave him like a little pot belly, kind of a more bulbous head, extended the arms out a little bit and made them like the hands all creepy and long. And they kind of kind of move like this. And I'm flailing my arms around. This is really good audio for everybody. And uh, I feel like they're greenish, but maybe that's just the lighting in the different places where I've seen them. Most recently, <laughs> they're fast, they hit you hard, and they're super creepy. Super creepy. Those are the, just the regular, yeah, those are the reg bad. regular Wendigos. The Wendigo Colossi, Colossuses, are even more magnificent creations. Have you seen them? Have you seen pictures of them? No. I, oh, pictures. Pictures, yeah. yeah. Where they're like, they look like there's like three heads. There's like the little itty bitty feet that hang down and then the long arms that they use as legs to walk. Yeah. 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 It's Earl. Bad. Earl's one of them. Yeah. We we need to go fight Although Earl I one of these days. I do have in the 
game, I have the little plushie, and it's in my, it's on my camp. You have a little Wendigo plushie in your camp? If you, like, activate it, it makes a little Wendigo noise. Yeah. I think it's really cute, but I showed it to CJ. I was like, look how cute it is, and it made, like, a grrrr noise, and CJ was like, mmm, cute. Oh, nice. Okay, (laughs) great, thanks. Yeah, yeah, these guys, these guys are great. Um, So, what have you come across in your research about them? Okay, so, I mean... Simply put, they have different forms. You can encounter scorched version. You can encounter, you know, whatever version. Just like all the other cryptids, they also have the Colossus form, which is a whole lot of hoopla. If you ask me, <laughs> a whole lot of hoopla. Yeah, like combined body parts in in this wonderful amalgamation of this towering creature. Uh, uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it, it's body horror, basically. Yeah, it is. it's body horror <laughs> it's the monster. Insane. Yeah, body horror the monster. Yeah. Um, but in terms of lore, there's not a whole lot, but there's some there's some things we can speculate about, and there is one story that is canonically linked to them. So let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. You, do you want to do you want to do the speculation first, or do you want to do the like the speculation about the connection between the Wendigos and the and, feral ghouls and the feral ghouls? Or do you want to do the the mostly confirmed backstory first? Well, I can speculate because I, I have some thoughts on that. Um, okay. Because I, I, like, I like speculating. I like trying to guess at what the writers are doing in movies and games and see if I'm accurate once we actually get the reveal. Um, yeah. but then But then definitely we'll get into the more confirmed stuff. So. Okay. Speculation. You got cannibalism, right? Feral ghouls. Mm-hmm. Ghoul, feral ghouls we know basically cannibals, right? They're humans who have mutated due to the FEV and radiation, and they've kind of not only changed their appearance to look more like zombies, but they're also kind of lost their minds, whereas some of them maintain their minds and end up living very long. But they also gain resistance to radiation. So, you know, feral ghouls. Feral ghouls attack humans. They are violent. They might actually eat them, although... Do we see feral ghouls eating people? I'm trying to think. Do they eat anything? Do they eat anything? Because here's where I'm going with this. If feral ghouls can they digest things? Are yeah, because ghouls can digest things. They must eat. But ghouls don't necessarily like the the non-feral ghouls, the the sane ghouls, the people who just have been ghoulified. It seems to be confirmed in the lore that they don't necessarily need to eat, but they can. That um, there are instances in the lore, and I covered this on one of the previous episodes, where they, you know, one was locked in a refrigerator for what seemed like decades, and somebody opened the refrigerator door, and out comes the ghoul, and he's still there. Um, you know, probably insane, but still alive. Uh, so if they eat people, or they eat each other, then maybe that leads toward continuing their strange mutation into something that becomes more and more horrible and therefore they they turn into something that looks more like the wendigo they do physically have similarities in appearance and i think that was the thing that Mm -hmm. was most striking to me when i first came across wendigos in game is that there's that same kind of humanoid but no longer human appearance they look like the wendigos in game look like they came from people that were then changed into something rather than say like the sheep squatch doesn't look like a person it looks like a sheep that happens to walk on its back legs and is like this hulking monstrosity. It doesn't look like it evolved out of a person. Does that make sense? 
It just happens yeah. to have features that are humanoid, whereas something like uh, Wendigo seems to have been a person that was changed into something that is now further away from a person, rather than a sheep that has changed into something that is closer to the shape of a person. It's the opposite mm-hmm. direction. Um, so I think that would be my speculation on it. What do you think? That's interesting speculation. I, of course, uh, having done research, have already encountered other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we know, there is no... No correlation between ghouls becoming Wendigos or them actually being related, although people do think that they are because they are similar in appearance. They both um, don't really get any damage from radiation, you know, they're resistant, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So they are very similar. Um, But I think this might have less to do with them actually being related and more to do with them both just coming from the same source, which is people and radiation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and this kind of ties into what the what the lore that we do know is. So we can get there in a second. Um, but yeah, it is it is really interesting that people have come to think that they are similar, and there is even more to kind of lead to that because you do encounter them not fighting each other. They they'll right. just be near each right. other, and they so won't. There is a specific place that you go in a quest to find a Wendigo in a cave. And pretty much the majority of the enemies that you come across in, uh, you come across some other stuff too. Like there's some Mirelurks, I think, down there. But a lot of the enemies in that area are feral ghouls before you actually get to the Wendigo. Um, so I think that's part of the connection to what I was thinking when it, uh, because you, when you see them at a distance, the humanoid shape, and then when they come running at you, it's very similar. The Wendigo looks different, but there's definitely a lot of times that you see yeah, Wendigo Cave is what it's called. Um, when you see them at a distance and you're not sure, okay, is that the no, no, that's not that's just another ghoul. Is that a Wendigo? No, that's another ghoul. And then you finally see one and go, okay, now that's the Wendigo, um, mm-hmm. because they're similar enough that in in a dark cave you may not necessarily be sure which thing you're coming up on. Yeah, and that's you know it. That's a really interesting point. I also think that with the layout of like you have to encounter all the ghouls before you can have the Wendigo, it can kind of prepare you to think like, oh, this is like this is the ghoul of all ghouls. <laughs> you know, you can tie those things together pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, maybe those things are correlated. Maybe we don't know. Um, here's what we do know: is so specifically in Wendigo Cave, that is where the Wendigo comes from in the games. The Wendigo that you met, I don't know that it's the first one, but I do know that's where the first one was created. So there was a cannibalistic raider tribe called the Gourmands. The Gourmands, yeah. They no longer exist, um, not due to Wendigos, but just due to a combination of scorched and other wasteland factors, radiation, that sort of thing. They just they just got kind of destroyed. Difficulties um, with survival. <laughs> yeah, say. but they were they were cannibals and they were pretty weird. They used to try to use human flesh as currency instead of caps. Which is weird like when, because how do you define how much human flesh is worth what? I mean, how do you define how many caps is worth what? You can each cap is the same size. Are you like, okay, here's an ear. Okay, here is a square inch of flesh from a thigh. <laughs> Are these equivalent? Yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. But when you consider that they would eat them, maybe maybe they did have a system. It was right? maybe just weight. They're like, just this is weight. how much. This is this amount of food. Oh, just body weight. Just just weigh yeah. the human meat and just be like, it's all right, gross. three pounds. All right, 
That's worth <laughs> three pounds right there. Yes. That means that nasty. means if you find if you find and murder a fatty fat fat person, like really big big boy, big boy's been eating lots of boy. lots of burgers. Uh, that person is worth way more than somebody. Well, I guess it makes sense because you eat, you have more to eat. Yeah. Well. I don't want to go into cannibalism facts, but actually a very athletic person would taste better than a very facts. fat person. Right, because they'd be less fatty. You'd have more uh, yeah. more lean meat on them. They would be in the 99% fat-free section of the grocery store as opposed to the, mm -hmm. like, you know, 90, 90% fat-free, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. You know. So, there's the gourmands. <laughs> and they, they're they a cannibalistic raider tribe, and they don't exist anymore, but what we do in all of them is a few creepy facts and that they once had a leader who was banished, and he was banished to the Wendigo cave. To live he was all on his own for the rest of his life as a hermit in safety. Right? In safety, except... Uh-oh. He's a cannibal. What? And he's, like, evil. He's part of a raider tribe. So what do these things mean? What do raiders like to do? They like to raid and pillage and take things and fight people. They don't make and their own stuff. People? They just take it from other people. Right. So it sounds like he's pretty greedy and he likes to eat people. And now he's in a cave by himself for how long? In radiation? I wonder what will happen. So here's the real question, chat. It's a chicken and egg question. Was the cave called the Wendigo Cave before he showed up, or was it called the Wendigo Cave after he turned into a Wendigo? Which was first? The chicken or the Wendigo egg? Or the, well, the Wendigo or the cave? Either way, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Quite puzzling. All right. Well, so basically, that's the idea then, right? He shows up, he goes to the cave. He goes and to the cave, that's the Wendigo you come across. And just fixated with his bloodlust. Yeah. And he becomes the first Wendigo. So it's thought that all of the other Wendigos somehow came from him, mm. which is strange. You like know, a this vampire. Idea of, he sired the other Wendigos. But it doesn't seem like he's created the, well though if this is true you could make them more like it's not like ghouls are procreating so like wendigos you you could just end up with more of them for more raiders i yeah, guess i guess you could but also when i i hadn't thought about them happening naturally and i was like man what if ghouls and wendigos are like having babies because the body parts that they need to do that fall off pretty early in the whole uh, yeah. body's deteriorating That's occurred thing. to me now. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> I've mentioned this on a previous show about how, like, basically ghouls are zombies. Did I mention on this previous show? Yeah. I've, I do so many shows now, I don't even remember. But, um, yeah, in the real world, like, every representation of zombies is wrong because they'd all be walking around with their pants around their ankles. Because they waste away... Like, unless they had suspenders, then the suspenders didn't slip off their shoulders. Zombies would all not have pants. No pants. <laughs> no pants zombies. And I, I guess maybe, maybe Fallout's the first one to do it right, because often the, the ghouls are either just in tattered or just naked, right? They're just kind of, like, naked feral monsters, right? Yeah, I don't so. know. They're like... <laughs> you can't tell what's says, nope, skin nope, and nope, what's nope, clothes. Nope, nope. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell. It's all just kind of mushed together. Yeah. Yeah, the pants eventually could deteriorate, but like early zombie pandemic, you go a few weeks where their bodies start to waste away. The 
the fat around their waists, unless they're really skinny with like a belt cinched around their bones, would deteriorate and then the pants would just slide off over time. Right? Just like, imagine wearing a loose pair of pants and just never pulling them up. How long would, how many steps, how many steps would it take for them to just eventually fall off of you? And then they'd be running around with them around around their ankles. Yeah. So, can you imagine playing like Donald Duck? Yeah, we'll be dealing with a bunch of Donald Ducks. Yeah. 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 Just running at you with their lower body parts just out, you know, in the wind. Um, so yeah, that's what we got here. Uh, but yeah, the, the ghouls often are naked and the Wendigo is often naked as well. Uh, glowing in many cases. And, um, yeah, and then there's the, very the cult big. and very the, and larger. And they're so big because they eat so much. And that might be part of it. And, and then there's the Colossus bigger. ones. Now, so here's the question. The Colossus ones, we're going to have to dig into this in a future episode. Earl turns into a Colossus. Uh, there's a girl in the settlement who talks about her dad missing. That's Earl. There's a connection to it. But what caused him to become a Wendigo Colossus? Like, is there more to it than yeah. that? And why multiple heads? There's something going on there. So it, well, hmm. so when I saw it, it was just like more mutations. But multiple heads is a really weird thing because you would think that each head can function on its own. Do mm-hmm. they each have their own brain? Right. Right. Extra brains? Is it like is it like a uh what are they? In um Ah, in World of Warcraft, the big ogre guys. Ogres with the with the two heads? Like is it like in Monty Python where the guy has the two heads, the knight with the two heads, and then they argue with each other? Who gets to decide what they do? I don't know. All right. Well, that's about as far as we can go with <laughs> with Wendigos and the Wendigo yeah, Colossi. Yeah, unfortunately, there really isn't much else in there yet. Yeah, not else. Uh, but, you know, they could add more. I uh, This could be a they thing to expand more. on. And I think, you know, it. so with Fallout, I don't think that they intended to do anything uh, culturally insensitive. Mm-hmm. And in some ways... You know, in terms of the the origin story, they've played with what is considered to be how windows are created. You know, mm-hmm. is it a supernatural being? Not really, but that's because Fallout plays well, in to, the world of radiation and they had things. To pick one, right? They got to pick something. Right. And Fallout does so, play with ghosts and supernatural stuff, but it it makes more sense to have a connection to like here's the storyline of a character who went through this terrible thing, decided to become or became very greedy. A cannibal and therefore turned into a wendigo like that right that just lines all right up to say it is a little strange so like they did a great job of all of that but of course there is still there's no callback to where wendigos originally come from and it still is just like a this awful person turned into this this monster right, story right so i could see it's how it's interesting that to take a well-known creature like all the other cryptids are very true to their roots and the wendigo isn't you know, is it, that's the issue. If there is one, that is where it is. And it's the same thing, just, you know, to wrap this all up, with other games that also do this, especially with Windigos. There are other, Until Dawn does it. There's mm-hmm. more. There's shows and things that include Windigos in them. And most of the time, they don't, they aren't done sensitively, you know? And I don't think that's on purpose, of course. I think that yeah. they're doing what they can and what they, yeah. they just don't know better. Well, like I mentioned before, oftentimes people will appropriate an idea from somebody else who already used that idea, not knowing right. that there's a, a history. I mean, how often do you do the full research behind a concept before you just use it 
as a fictional work. Right. You know, especially you when it's think, lumped oh, I in. I heard of this monster and I think it's right. really cool and creepy. Right. Especially yeah. when it's lumped in with other monsters. You're like, oh, that's an American monster from some culture. That's another American monster right. from some culture. And okay, we'll just use them and we'll just kind of build on the lore that we already understand from popular culture without actually getting to the source. That makes sense. Also, uh, corrected, the, the Monty Python knight had three heads. You're right, there were three heads. Uh, like a know. Wendigo Colossus. Like a Wendigo Colossus! Monty Python is Earl, the Wendigo Colossus. There you go. Get the red spring out. They need to uh, get John Cleese to voice the, the actual voice of the Wendigo Colossus. Bethesda, if you're listening, John Cleese. Wendigo classes. You already have him working on stuff, or previously had him working on stuff for Elder Scrolls Online, so I'm sure you know his phone number. All right. Well, thank you, Lainey. This has been very, very cool. Um, and also, thank you, chat, for being here. If you guys have any questions or thoughts about this, hang on. We'll be talking a little bit more about this after the end of the episode. And also, if you have questions about podcasting or anything else. Lainey, you have anything else going on you want to talk about before we head out? Just streaming stuff, mostly. Yeah? So what, what's going on with streaming lately? I, so much. I Today we <laughs> finished the Dark Brotherhood quest line. Ooh, we in Skyrim the or in Oblivion? In Skyrim. Skyrim. In Skyrim. In Oblivion. I was oh, oh. Say... I, for some reason I thought you said in Fallout, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, no, Oblivion. That did make sense. Yeah. No, it was in Skyrim. Yeah. Um, Although I do want to stream Oblivion, and I can, so I will eventually. I can and um, I will. I can and I will. So we're doing that. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be playing around with Fallout 1 and 2 soon. So if anyone wants to see those, that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that'll be my first time with them too. And they're very different than the newer games. So that's going to be really cool. Um, what else? We're playing through Prey, which is fun. It's another Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. We're playing through, there's some Fallout, other Fallout here and there. I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Which I never played. Just like playing all the games. I'm playing all the games. All what else them. am I playing? Oh, I'm playing um, Dead Island because we started it for like yeah. Spooky Month. So yeah. if you want some zombie games, we got that. We had something else too. Oh, Dark Souls. Man. Yes, two days ago, I defeated two bosses my first try. Wow. In one, one stream. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Which ones? Yeah. Which ones were they? The. The butterfly one. Uh-huh. The butterfly I one. I can't remember their names. And then uh-huh. the the gargoyles. And the gar oh the gargoyles are hard. They can be tough. Nice Ta-da! work. Nice it's work. Very but I could not have done it without the help and tips and instruction of my incredible guest expert roommate Corey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> but he's great. He really like when we do that stream, we do it together. You know, like that is definitely like he is a guest on the stream. And it's really fun. Like, mm-hmm. he's created his own kind of culture around it. People call him Dark Daddy. <laughs> so he's his own thing now. It's so funny. He's your Dark people Daddy. Get, people come into my other streams and they're like, where is he? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. All right. So, you know. You need to have a picture that you can just kind of put up on screen when he's not there and be like, here's Dark Daddy. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, also, I have 
uh so my, my cats are named sushi and noodle uh-huh. and on on my discord which you can join if you want to anyone's welcome anyone and everyone but also on my twitch now you can unlock them for from subscribing you can get noodle cat and sushi cat emotes where they're literally the foods turned into cats oh man they're very cute very cute oh yeah and Saber just dropped a noodle cat in yeah chat. spam them the- spam them in chat if you got them spam them yeah yeah awesome Awesome stuff. Well, it sounds like you're having a blast. Um, yeah, we yeah. raided you today. So speaking and of that, speaking of streaming, lovely. yeah, I was playing uh, Elder Scrolls Online with with the mm-hmm. community and walking on my treadmill, which I've been doing for the last uh, week plus now. I'm doing almost four miles a day, almost two hours of walking. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, playing Elder Scrolls Online, and we uh, did some questing and elsewhere, and then um, we ended up in uh, doing some Dark Brotherhood stuff. Uh, we hunted down and assassinated a lady in one of the... That's so funny. Bosmer villages. Yep. It's, we, it's like we a... We both did Dark Brotherhood today. <laughs> yeah. It, these are like not mainline quests, too. This is a whole section in the game where there's a book, and you can open up the book, and it has descriptions of people who should be taken out, but it's not a main quest. It's like a bonus quest. And as you take huh. them out, they're like red ghosts of them fill these pillars in the... Dark Brotherhood uh, cave or whatever the, the base is. Yeah. Yeah, it was real good. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's it's been good. We've been having a lot of fun. So come by the stream, um, either of our streams, and come hang out with us. We'd love to have you guys come on by. Um, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with the Fallout Hub at 5 p.m. on twitch.tv slash the Fallout Hub. So come check that out as well. And I think that's pretty much it, Lainey. Yeah, if anyone's interested, tomorrow we're doing pray in the morning it's our third episode so we're not super far into it we can catch you up if you want to see it and you can ride out the rest of the ride with us um or what else we're doing oh twice a week i explore indie games and we're starting undertale tomorrow oh cool i heard that's really good yeah so if anyone wants to get in on prey or undertale There you go. go. All right. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out. It's good to see everybody as usual and stay tuned if you are a patron or you're in chat. We'll be answering your questions after the end of the show. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Until then, stay safe. Don't eat other humans and try not to turn into a Wendigo because that's probably not a good idea. All right. See you later. plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. This podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast, including our tier five patrons, Firewriter and Azen. Thank you so very much for your support. Awesome. Awesome show, guys. Thanks for being here. So, uh, Saber says, I was thinking of drinking alcohol and playing Undertale on Sunday. Saber turns 21 on Sunday. That sounds kind of crazy. Take it easy. Don't, uh, don't drink too much. 
be safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys need to leave, then feel free feel free to go. But if you want to hang out and ask some questions um, about this episode or anything else going on with Fallout or about podcasting, streaming, videos, content creation, marketing yourselves, social media, any of that stuff, we're happy to answer some questions. We have a theory in the chat about Wendigos and aliens. Yeah, what's the theory if, about Wendigos and aliens? Well, it's not there yet. FEV dweller. Oh, Fev dweller. Pop it in. Fev, what's your what's your theory? Wendigos and aliens. Fev's Fev's got lots of theories. He's he's always thinking about this stuff. And his name has been Fev FEV dweller for years. We've known each other since was been like six or seven years now, Fev. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can tell he's a legit original Fallout fan. You can just tell. Um, do, 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 do. So yeah, any any questions, feel free to toss them out. Um, ghoulified abominations, Fev says. You th- wait, wait, wait. Abominate. Hold on. Like They're, the alien abominations. The alien abominations on Mothership Zeta are then ghoulified and turned into Wendigos. That's scary. That seems weird. So would the aliens have been? have like dropped them onto the planet. So we've got the uh the Flatwoods monster, which is like an alien that's floating around doing whatever he's doing on the planet. Um equipped in a suit, right? He's got like a suit on. He looks like looks like he wasn't like left there. But why would they be why would they be dropping off abominations and then they get ghoulified and yet we don't run into the abominations. Mm. Um, well, we do an, uh, an episode on the bird cryptid at on Seneca rocks. There's not a whole lot to it uh, It's tricky to do episodes on things like that because it's almost all speculation um, It's not enough to Speaking really of birds fill an today in Skyrim There was like a pigeon. I don't remember. It looks like a, you know a small bird, but it was like it was like a sunshine just like the 3D model of the bird, and it was just rolling down solitude, like on the road, <laughs> just, just rolling. rolling. And then um, it rolled back up, like it wasn't like rolling because of like actual physics. It was just like rolling around, rolling around. It was so that's funny. Weird, like the physics weren't yeah. even applying anywhere. Feb says, yeah. so the design of them does seem very proto Wendigo. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, Nekomata says, I'm gonna, I'm going to make a Animal Crossing comic where a mysterious character took Isabel's paintings and Kid Cat. Is going to be the hero and try to find the thief is like a murder mystery integration story. Okay. Um, Love me some Animal Crossing. Kid Cat. Who's Kid Cat? Isabella. I know Isabella. I don't know who Kid Cat is. Isabella's Kid Cat. the best. Yeah, I don't Who's the Kid Cat? I don't know who the Kid Cat is. What's the purple cat's name? Uh, I don't know. Wow. I can hear those clicks on your, ty- on your keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you look at Kit Kat, he's the one Kit he Kat. has like he looks like he's wearing a little helmet all the time he's one of the jock know. ones I don't know Kid Cat what's the purple cat our island name? our island doesn't have Kid Cat we have we have one of the other cats Kid Cat Animal Crossing Bob oh he looks like he's got like a like a race car helmet or a space helmet or something on. yeah he's like NASCAR cat I don't know that I've ever seen him he's cool he's a cutie pie yeah, I want a cat on my island so bad. I don't have any. I have a koala though. Mm. Yeah, we have a uh, stitches. Stitches is the best. He's like a little stitches kid. is pretty. He's like a little kid. 
Um, Fev continues and says, uh, da, da, da. and if you look at the Wendigo in the animated trailer, the Wendigo looks a lot like the Abominations. Maybe. Maybe. I, just, I wonder, though, like, why have we not come across Abominations? Or are we going to in the future? What if, what if, if we do want to tie together those two things, aliens and Wendigos? Because there is a seemingly canonical reason why Wendigos exist, but there's only one. What if, you know, we could be like, oh, aliens are picking, picked that one up, created the clones of it because they were curious. Ah. And now those are the other ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And maybe I- the Colossus ones, that's where they come from. That's why they're so different is because they've, they've toyed around with them. Maybe. Yeah, interesting. Uh, thank you, Adobe Creative Cloud, for letting me know four fonts were activated. That's the worst. Why does it? Why does it send notifications for that? Like I don't care. <laughs> don't tell me that. Um, and they have four digits per hand, like the abominations. That's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't considered that. I think I think it would be really cool. I think it'd be really smart for Fallout seventy six for the people who do Fallout seventy six. Like they're doing the Brotherhood stuff. It's coming out very very soon. It's part one of two things. There was some new news about that. I think one of the next things they need to do over the next year or two is more alien stuff. I think people would love it because it's been a while since we've had much to do with aliens. We've had Mothership Zeta back in Fallout 3, Fallout 3 expansion. Very little in aliens. There was a little bit in aliens uh, in Fallout New Vegas, but not a whole lot. Uh, Very, very little in Fallout 4, right? Fallout 76, we get the Flatwoods monster, which is clearly an alien. So they're there. We need more aliens. We need more aliens. What would you want? Um, I think it would be cool if there were abductions happening to some of the people that you, you become friends with, whether they're Brotherhood people, uh, settlers, or um, raiders, and aliens are now, like, people are disappearing, and there's a whole mystery about where they're going and what's going on with that, and then you are somehow able to crack the mystery and summon, like, a spaceship and then you go through some sort of abduction thing, similar to, um, but not exactly like Mothership Zeta. I think that would be cool. Um, I also think it would be really cool to have kind of a, a secret alien invasion happening, where they, because of all the bombs being dropped, the aliens have uh, noticed Appalachia due to all the bombing activity. And now there are, you know, more Flatwoods monsters or patrols of aliens that you come across or abominations. Something like that. Plus, you could, yeah, sell tinfoil hats and all sorts of, you know, alien stuff. The Sims has an expansion that does all of that. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah, just turn it, slowly turn it into The Sims. That's what I'm talking Mm. about. Yeah. Uh, you got a link for your references? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, for, feel free to share a link. The Institute, but they went back in time. Ooh, wouldn't that be weird if we had, like, uh, yeah, if we had, um, synths show up? Like, a few synths that somehow went back in time, and they show up. Kind of like the Terminator? What if we had a Terminator quest They can line? already teleport. They can How already teleport. To, to yeah. combine the things. Yeah, to go through time. Or, what if you tied in the destruction of the Institute in Fallout 4 with triggering, like, some sort of experiment they had, 
and the explosion actually sends part of the Institute through like a time hole back in time and now all of a sudden we've got synths running around in 200 years previous uh, in you know Appalachia or wherever that would be really cool mm. <laughs> they have no sense to have an alien blaster would not be able to get the ammo yeah and there's there's yeah. a bunker where there was experiments being done on one of the aliens in 76 if you look for it uh, there's some hints that that might be what was going on there yeah that'd be cool stuff I think it'd be neat I think it'd be neat to have more aliens more alien stuff back <laughs> back to the choppa all right. Any other questions, guys? Any other thoughts on any of this stuff uh, before we before we close off the episode? Also, everybody, everybody who's in here who was uh, who had visited me or Lainey earlier on our streams, thank you guys so much for being there. Um, we really do appreciate getting to hang out with everyone and chat. Uh, makes makes my day. I'm sure it makes Lainey's day too. Technically, in order to teleport, you also need to travel in time, since space and time are the same thing. That's true. The problem with space-time is that time only seems to travel in one direction, but space can travel in bidirectionally, according to each of the, you know, axes. The axis of time seems to only flow in one direction. That's one of the complications Does it, with it. seem like it, or is that just how we perceive it? Able to only listen on Pandora, kick-ass live show. Woo! Follow Wizard. Yeah, thanks for being here. Follow Wizard 420. Um, Aww. maybe. I mean, there, there's a question of causality. How does causality work backwards? Mm -hmm. uh, now we're getting in over. Our well, what if the effect is the cause? You can't, it doesn't. You can't reverse it. If if that was true, then you'd be able to reverse it within the frame of reference. Like for example, I can like a drink can move. Let's say on the, this is the x-axis can move this way on the axis, but it can also move this way on the x-axis, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if causality is tied to time in the same way that objects can be tied to this to this axis in that way I would both be able to cause the drink to fall by pushing it, but also cause the drink to come back by Pulling <laughs> like it doesn't you can't Did have you, see tenet? you can't have reverse No, probably causality. not right because you Because quarantine Tenet mm -hmm. came out. I saw it because the theater was practically empty and Corey worked there And so we knew it was safe, but um it ooh, ooh, there's some time stuff in there big recommend mm, okay. there's a lot the first half was like this is a slow war movie and then the second half was like ooh, <laughs> he got us <laughs> i have to check it out one question i guess this is our last question one question tom aliens aliens there you go that's my answer need to zoom out so I can this way this way aliens aliens I can't I can't get the camera to do right because I'm still too close to it anyway whatever all right well there you go all right guys well thanks for being here we're gonna head out um see you tomorrow I'm gonna try and stream during the day tomorrow if at all possible uh, but then we've got the well Fallout Hub at 5, and then I'll be back on Wednesday with the Dungeons Dragons Lorecast and more walking on my treadmill. So, woo! woo. Alright guys, have a wonderful night. We'll see you later. Bye everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 